time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone. On your journey of faith, great to have all of you with us today. Hope you had a great weekend, and uh, thanks for joining us on the program today. Today we're going to talk about receiving the love of God. Yes, the Lord does love us, but what is it about us that says, really, how could God love a sinner like me? And sometimes, why would God love someone like me? So, yes, all of us, I think, have questions about the love of God. Part of the question, then, is whether we might reject God's love, or can we find a way to recognize, understand, and accept the great love God has for all of us, and yes, even you. Well, we're going to talk about that today, and here to help us on the journey, back with us once again, Father Dave Heaney. Father Dave is a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. Bruno Catholic Church in Whittier, California. I always like to mention his latest book, Luke 10 Leadership, How to Succeed in Parish Ministry, the book on parish leadership, and that published by Ave Maria Press. Father Dave Heaney, it is great to have you back on the program. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back, Chuck. I just always love being with you. You have such a well, great, great audience and a great topics all the time. Yeah, it's uh, this show is incredible, and I have the great fortune of uh, being able to host it with great priests like you, so it's always good to have you on the program. Today, we're going to talk about receiving the love of God. Today, as we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience uh, to join us on the program today as well. But Father Dave Heaney, get us started. We talk about receiving the love of God, and I guess maybe the first question is, why does God love us? Well, we want to make sure we don't make the first mistake by saying that God should love us because we are such darn good people. Um, you know, we just kind of basically start with the idea that God loves what he creates. He loves the universe. He loves planet Earth. And he especially loves the crowning jewel of creation, which is the human person. God loves what he designed, what he created. I mean, we can you can understand that if you're an artist or you've made something, you're, you kind of have a, a soft spot in your heart because you made this thing come into being, you made this thing happen. It could be a work of art, it could be a project at work, it could be something you did around the house. You can always look at that and say, I did that. And uh, maybe other people <laughs> don't have the same exalted opinion of it, but if it comes from you and it was a labor of love, then you have a soft spot in your heart for it. And certainly people are a labor of created love by God. So God loves what he creates. And he, his love is, is pervasive and equal to everyone. He doesn't love one person more than another. That's sometimes really hard to believe. I had the, the great honor years and years ago to meet Mother Teresa, certainly a living saint at the time. And it was very easy for people to think that we're at that gathering that, boy, here's someone who was especially loved by God. And yet we understand in our Catholic faith that God's love is as strong for Mother Teresa as it is for every other person that was there. 
And for you right now listening to Relevant Radio, God's love shines on all because we are a labor of love of his creation. So why does God love us? God loves what he creates. And he created you a tremendous, powerful labor of love. Yeah, and Father Dave, I've said it. You've probably said it. Somebody in the audience today has probably said it. You know what? I'm just not worthy of God's love. Can we just say that's right? We're not. Yeah. I mean, uh, everybody would agree with you. <laughs> and kind of, a, you know, it sounds, sounds kind of, I don't mean to be insulting or to say, uh, of course, uh, you're unworthy. Uh, but we, we really just want to take the sense of worthiness out of the equation. Uh, now, it's a habit of thinking. It's an automatic thought because, let's face it, that's pretty much the way all of our human relationships go. You know, we like good people. We don't like bad people. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of amazed when, uh, when someone says, you know, I'd like to be your friend and you, or, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to spend some time with you. And you can either say, uh, gee, I'm unworthy of that. Um, so that sense of worthiness creeps into almost all human relationships. And, you know, it's pretty hard to disengage from that. But what's really a challenge in the spiritual life is not to transfer that to our spiritual life. I understand we have it in our human relationships. Um, you know, you get it in school. You know, you have to earn a grade. You have to go from a B to an A or a C to a B. You have to earn this and earn that. You have to earn a promotion at work. You're not worthy of having that job. Um, or maybe you do feel worthy. You earn promotions, medals in the service, in the armed services. Those old things happen in our human life. And, uh, you know, there's good and bad aspects about each of those. What we just don't want to do is transfer that to our spiritual life. We don't earn the love of God. It's, it's, I sometimes tell people, you know, it's too late. God already loves you. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Now, we can turn from God. We can refuse it. We can go our own way. But we cannot stop God from loving us. Love is what God does. That's what he does for a living. <laughs> Um, you know, that beautiful passage in the, in, in the letter of John, you know, God is love. That it's not just what he does or, or kind of his job. It's, it defines his being. He can't do anything except love. So his love for us is enduring. It's lasting. It cannot be changed. It can be refused. We can ignore it. We can not recognize it. We can turn away. But God's love for us is uh, just a shower. You know, it's like if you walk out into the rain, there's nothing you can do to prevent yourself from getting wet. It's just going to seep into you completely. So let that love of God rain down on you and let it seep into your heart and know that, uh, you know, that uh, it's not based on your goodness. It's not based on you having a great day. It's not based on you performing good works. Uh, it's just there. Now, that can inspire you to do good things. That can inspire you to good works and, and um, uh, you know, a life of charity and a life of love. But God's love for you is is already there. If I can just tell one story, uh, Chuck, I, you know, I, back in the day when our churches were packed with people and uh, we had we had baptisms, and I'm, and, and I'm always intrigued, or actually just even on a Sunday morning, uh, Invariably, there's always a family that will come to Mass with a brand new baby. And boy, what a magnet that little child is. As soon as friends or others see this little tiny child, it's like a magnet. People will be attracted to it. And this little child gets tremendous amount of attention. 
and people take pictures with it and they look at it and they admire it and uh, they compliment the family and this baby just has tremendous uh, attention and it has done nothing to deserve it it doesn't have a job it's not bringing money into the family it's not doing anything it can't even talk and yet it receives all this love I think that's really kind of a parallel. We, we are really like children in the eyes of God, that his love for us is, is just there because we exist, because he created us. And it's not based on the job that we have, the clothes that we wear, the, even the health or the sickness that we might have. Yeah, it's just a wow. pervasive rain that showers down on all of us. What a great image. What a great image. Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director talking about receiving the love of God today. Let's open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. It's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149, our email address, at relevantradio.com. But as we're talking today about receiving the love of God, what is your experience of knowing the truth of God's love for you? And perhaps um, maybe a time in your life when you couldn't feel God's love, but you knew it anyway. How have you been able to persevere in your struggles all the times embracing the love of God for you? And certainly if you have any questions about what we're talking about today, we invite you to join us again, toll-free number 888-914-9149. And um, talk a little bit more, if you would, Father Dave, in terms of um, how we reject the love of God at times, because we do turn our back on him sometimes, don't we? Yeah, I th- I think, you know, I'm 42 years in the priesthood, and I will say that, in my opinion, and different priests might have a different idea, or, or just if you're listening, you might have a different idea and let us know. But in my experience, <clears throat> I think the hardest nut to crack, if you will, the hardest thing for people to accept is that God loves them. Uh, they just just have a deep sense of unworthiness, a deep sense of their sinfulness. God couldn't possibly love me for all the things that I've done. And so they, they, um, they don't rejoice in that love. They turn from it. They don't experience it. They don't receive it. Uh, they don't get the benefit of it. And it's a great tragedy because it's, it's a needless rejection. Now, I mean, obviously, if someone chooses to rob a bank or to be selfish, you know, that's a, that's a very just kind of a direct, you know, rejection of God's love. But the vast majority of, of, I believe, instances of people rejecting God's love is not because of sinfulness. It's not because they, uh, they just, you know, like doing things wrong. I think it's because they just have a hard time believing that it's true. It's just very difficult for, because we just don't experience it that often amongst uh, in our maybe our family and friends amongst human relationships. It's just really remarkable to believe in unconditional love that that God's love for me is already there, uh, not based on my goodness or my sinfulness. I think that's the vast majority of people who reject God's love. They do it in that kind of tragic sense of it couldn't possibly be true. Obviously, there are sinful people that reject it outright. I think the most common rejection, uh, Chuck, is is people who just find it really, really difficult to believe. Hmm. Yeah, and Father Dave, uh, maybe the, that begs the question, you know, as we think about uh, receiving God's love, the great love that God really does have for all of us, how do we become more open? How do we become more aware of uh, of God's love and more open to receiving the love of God? You know, I think 
probably the best way is to really wrap yourself around the life and words and deeds of, of our Lord. Because that was the reason why he came. And so if we recognize, you know, how, did, how does our Lord treat the people around him? Uh, you know, Mary Magdalene, a woman who had seven evil spirits. You know, most of the gospel stories that talk about uh, an evil person has one evil spirit. Mary Magdalene had seven. She was, and seven's a perfect number. So it means that she was perfectly bad. And yet Mary Magdalene turned around and became one of the leaders of the Christian community. So I think the way, look at Peter. Peter denied Jesus three times. And he said that classic line, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. You shouldn't have anything to do with me. And that's when Jesus, you know, really, in a way, affirms this unconditional love. It's almost as if he says, Peter, I already knew that about you. I already know you're a sinful man, but come with me and I will make you a fisher of men. So I think, you know, really following our Lord, getting to, really coming to know the experience of Jesus, that is God's way of telling us that, that he loves us. Yeah, and then, Father Dave, I wonder sometimes, do we just have to accept it? Just um, almost make a decision. Okay, I'm, somebody's telling me God loves me. I'm not so sure I understand that or believe it, but do we get to the point where we just say, you know what, Father Dave Heaney is right. I'm going to just accept the reality that God does love me. Exactly. It really comes down to an understanding. We don't want to base it on a feeling. Feelings come and go. We, we love when we have them. I mean, emotions are wonderful. They're kind of the engine, the spark, the spice of life. We certainly enjoy them. Uh, but we can't base our relationships on them. And look, you wouldn't want a relationship with you, uh, you know, dear listener, you know, that's based only on a feeling because you can't rely on how long that's going to happen. What really makes our life satisfying is commitment. Someone who's made a decision to be with you. Uh, now, you know, you enjoy the, the emotional times, the anniversaries, the birthdays, you know, just a special moment of closeness where you feel a great sense of emotion. We love those. Uh, but, you know, it'll last for a while and then it'll fade. And what makes our life satisfying is the understanding that you have that you know that your wife or your husband is there for you. Your children need to know that understanding that that you are there for them. They don't want to think that you're you're only... Uh, providing for them because you feel like it. They know that people have moods, go up and down, and they may not have it anymore. So the most satisfying experiences and relationships in our life are those that we know that are lasting, that have a sense of commitment, where someone has given a promise or a vow that, you know, in sickness and in health, in good times and in bad, in good feelings or in bad feelings, in up days or in down days, you know, in... COVID-19 free days or COVID-19 bad days, you know, that commitment, that lasting relationship is there. So, yes, it does come down. And I think that's why if you just come to know the person of Jesus, it'll it'll slowly make sense to you. This is what God's will is, that you understand that you are loved and that you receive it and accept it and enjoy it. Yeah, and then I too wonder, Father Dave, if um, somebody's struggling right now, 
<laughs> maybe, you know, with COVID and everything else that's going on in the world, and certainly uh, maybe an employment issue, uh, whatever that might be, and maybe just not feeling very close to God at all. Is this the time in the struggles that we have to stop and say, yes, God does love me, he's in this, and I maybe can't see him, I can't quote-unquote feel him, but he's in this and recognize in the struggles that God yeah. does love me. And I think that's exactly right. And I, and I think um, that's why uh, the liturgical year is so important. We have these kind of markers that we do, you know, first of all, every Sunday. And, you know, coming up the first Sunday of Advent, a special season. Uh, so, and it recognizes, that the church is recognizing that people have their ups and downs. But having these regular reminders of the presence of Jesus every seven days at Sunday Mass... Every year we have Advent to focus a little bit special on the idea of Jesus coming into the world at Christmas. Lent, you know, the passion and death of Jesus. So despite where we are, up and down, oh my God, COVID cases are up, you know, and restrictions, and I can't go to this restaurant, and I can't go to church, and I can't receive communion. All these things that are emotional roller coasters that have us, you know, kind of bumping, uh, bouncing all over the place. The regularity of the church calendar year is is a saving grace. It kind of keeps us grounded. It keeps us steady. Uh, we, and, and so that's the whole idea of, you know, going to Mass even if you don't feel like it. Um, that's such, such a powerful idea because it'll come around again. The, you know, the Ferris wheel, the, the Ferris wheel will turn. Some di- sometimes you're up on the top. Sometimes you're on the bottom. Uh, but it always turns, and eventually, uh, you know, the way that you're feeling now will revolve into a better feeling. So don't. I think the the main thing is is don't panic. Don't think that because you're feeling these kind of issues that that represents any change in God's love. It doesn't. It's just a feeling. It's just an emotion, and it will change. And the, and I think what the church provides is this kind of hook every seven days, uh, or all these regular calendared events that. That keep us focused, uh, whether we're having an up day or a down day. And you know, we got the beautiful. Uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up this week. One of my favorite days of the year, not just for the food, which is great, but just for the the meaning of the day. And we begin Advent. Uh, and if there's anything that proves God loves us, it's the very fact that while we were still sinners, God sent His Son into the world. Now, who would do that? Who would send their most precious possession into the most dangerous place in the universe? And that's planet Earth with human beings who, um, you know, uh, will hurt you. I always have this uh, image of Jesus in heaven. This is not biblical. It's just kind of my favorite idea that Jesus is in heaven. And he's the night before he's about to be born in Bethlehem. And all the angels are around him kind of ministering to him and getting to getting him ready at the last second, the chief angel comes over to, to Jesus and says, Jesus, you're about to be born in Bethlehem. You're about to come to planet Earth. I have two final words of advice. Don't go. <laughs> it's a very bad place. It's filled with human beings. They will hurt you. They will crucify you. And then Jesus turns to the chief angel and says, nothing will stop me from being with the people I love. That's the purpose of Jesus, Uh, the Christmas, that message that nothing will stop me from being with the people I love. 
I will even go to planet Earth, to Bethlehem, mm. which at that time was under the power of the Roman Empire, one of the cruelest empires in the history of the world. And so if there's anything we need to convince us that God loves us, it's that happy day coming up soon on Christmas Day. That is the sign, the signal, the permanent image of God's love. And, and how, does, how does Jesus come into the world? As a baby, which again attracts our attention, you know, gets us all looking at that little baby, just like those families that bring babies to church. Mm-hmm. Jesus comes as a vulnerable baby. It's an amazing uh, story. So much yeah. to think about. Coming up soon. We are talking today about receiving the love of God. What's your experience of knowing the truth of God's love for you? And uh, when perhaps uh, you couldn't feel God's love but knew it anyway, and certainly if you've been able to, uh, in your struggles, persevere all the time embracing God's love for you. We'd love to hear your story. Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Stay with us. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 21, verses 1 through 4. When Jesus looked up, he saw some wealthy people putting their offerings into the treasury, and he noticed a poor widow putting in two small coins. He said, I tell you truly, this poor widow put in more than all the rest. For those others have all made offerings from their surplus wealth, but she, from her poverty, has offered her whole livelihood. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio Studio Line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the program today. I'm Chuck Naff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Shaper answering your phone calls today, and Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director. Father Dave, one of our regular contributors, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. Bruno Catholic Church in Whittier, California, talking today about receiving the love of God. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And what has been your experience of no? Knowing the truth of God's love for you. And uh, maybe in a uh, real struggle in your life, uh, maybe you couldn't feel God's love, but how did you persevere? And uh, real the, all of the time embracing God's love for you. Again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, com. So, Father Dave Heaney, let's uh, take some phone calls for you, and let's start with Nancy listening in California. Hello, Nancy. Welcome to the program today. Oh, yes. Thank you. 
very much for this wonderful subject. Oh, gosh, it's just amazing. But anyway, what I'm thinking about with God's love, I think we are human. We're going to have problems. If God had, He could have made us like a statue or something that wasn't going to have problems. But no, he made us as human beings. And naturally, we're going to have faults. We're going to have diseases. We're going to have all kinds of things. And yet, just like a family member, if we have a family member that's sick, we're not going to give up on them. We're going to try to help them. And I'm just thinking, instead of blaming God, why do I have this problem? Thank you, God. Please help me with this problem. Oh, this is just a wonderful subject because it just makes me realize that God is trying to help us, whether it's through the virus now and whatever it is, that we're human. And like I said, God didn't make us as a statue. He made us a human being that we, those of us that can, can help other people. And maybe, if nothing else, we can pray for other people, even if we can't do anything. Oh, it's just wonderful to think that what God went through, what Jesus went through, that he died for us and went through all this suffering, and then here that we can help other people in some way or other. So anyway, instead of thinking, why did God allow this to happen to me? I think we need to kind of think, thank goodness, God, it happened to me. And thank goodness for being there and, and helping me. Maybe I can just mentally, if nothing else, I'm thinking, well, I got this problem, okay. But maybe I can still say a prayer now and then. So anyway, it's a wonderful subject. Thank you very much, Father. And Chuck. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. That was a very uh, effusive uh, kind of bubbling over with emotional, uh, you know, call that you gave. And it just uh, I can just tell that this topic has touched your heart a great deal and kind of triggered a lot of beautiful, beautiful thoughts about taking care of those around us who are sick, taking care of those around us who are in need. But also what I liked what you said, Nancy, is having kind of a realistic view of ourselves, that we were not statues. You said that a number of times. I think it's a really beautiful image. You know, we're not statues. We are flesh and blood people. We get things out of perspective sometimes. We misunderstand things. We jump to conclusions. We make mistakes. We hurt people's feelings. Uh, we're not statues. We have all these kind of swirling emotions within us. You know, I know that if you if you do hurt someone's feelings in your family or a friend, it can take a long time for that to get over. Sometimes that person can hold a grudge for a long time. But look how easy God makes it for us to return to him in the sacrament of confession. All you have to do is say it. All you have to do is say your sin and, and have that sense of sorrow, and your sins are forgiven. And you can start completely brand new. You can start all over. No grudges, uh, you know, no bearing a grudge, no remembrance, no vengeance, no revenge. You just get a clean start. That's how much God wants you to start over. He doesn't want you to ruminate on it, to dwell on it. Uh, you can learn from it, uh, but you know, not to um, you know, dwell on it in a morbid way, but to just to get back on track and to start again. He just wants that relationship yeah. to be renewed. And if you think about it, when people talk about confession as being kind of a burden, mm -hmm. look how easy it is. All you do is say something. You don't have to, um, you know, exact, uh, you know, if you hurt someone in your family, you, you know, you may deal with that for years, you know, in some type of a vengeance, grudge. But with our Lord, he makes it very easy to return to his love and to have that sense that the relationship is restored. 
That's how much yeah. he loves us. He, he loves us enough to give us the sacrament of confession. Yeah. Nancy, uh, thanks so much for the call. You know what, uh, Father Dave, she brings up a really good point. And do we, we talk about receiving God's love, do we have a role in helping other people know and understand the reality of God's love for them? Absolutely. Uh, You know, every Mass ends with go, the Mass has ended, to love and serve the Lord as he has loved you. and, you know, that, those were, you know, Jesus' final words in his final discourse. And John, you know, love one another as I have loved you. So all the ways that we've been talking about God's love for us, hopefully will inspire us to do. God designed us in such a way that when we do that, when we actually love someone else as God loved us, we feel a tremendous sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. So yeah. just wanted to add that. Father Dave Heaney, our spiritual director, talking today about receiving God's love. Let's uh, take another phone call. Ramona, listening in Madison, Wisconsin. You are up next. It's uh, nice to have you on the program today. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Good to be on. So my experience right now, and I know there's many people who know me that are listening, um, Hmm. is that my husband passed away unexpectedly after a short illness in June, and um, it's been a time of experiencing God's love through his people amazingly, um, unbelievably, and yet in my own heart, kind of wandering around by myself and thinking, I don't feel any I don't feel anything. I feel numb. It's certainly a time that I can't just say, oh, I know God loves me. You know, I don't feel it. And it's a a real time to have to choose to believe that, yes, he does love me. I may not feel love right now other than through people's kindness, which certainly is God, but just that sense of feeling God's love pouring in, as some people describe, and as the saints have talked about, that's kind of not there. And um, But I'm holding on, and many people are praying, and each day gets a little better. I'm glad you joined us this morning, Ramona. And please be assured of our prayers for you and for the repose of the soul of your husband. An unexpected death is is uh, just harder to take than others because there's not much preparation that you can have. And certainly numbness uh, is a very common feeling. And um, you're in good company with people who have had uh, similar situations and and struggle to deal with it. I, I say a couple of things. I'm glad that you have a, a nice network of friends and family around you. Mentioned that you have a lot of people who are either listening in right now or continuing to pray for you. That sense of solidarity um, is tremendous. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, bring your husband back from the dead. But God designed us in such a way that we have this sense of solidarity, that we are not facing it alone, um, that we have people with us, um, is extremely powerful. The final words that Jesus says before he's ascended into heaven is... I will, I will be with you always. The Roman Empire is still there. Sin is still there. Disease is still out there. But you will never face any of these things alone. 
um, that I will be with you. Now, you know, if you walk into any Catholic church, which we can't right now, but you remember walking into any Catholic church, the largest thing that you will see is a crucifix, which is the image of an of a innocent person who died unexpectedly too young. And yet from that cross, he certainly didn't feel happy. He didn't feel joy, but he felt love. And even from the cross, he is taking care of his mother. He's taking care of John. He's taking care of uh, the good thief next to him. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Even on the cross, under intense suffering, intense pain, you know, Jesus is still, you know, practicing that life of love um, and, and expressing that solidarity uh, with the people who are even executing him. So, Ramona, you know, it was so important that you called in today, and I hope uh, that your call is, is uh, inspirational to all, the pe- all your friends and family who are listening. Um, but you, you have that sense of solidarity. You have people with you, uh, and you know that, uh, uh, that God's love is not, is, is not going to be that warm feeling. But you can join your experience with this suffering Jesus on the cross, that even there, you know, with emotions and feelings that are very difficult, there is still that presence of love that makes our life worthwhile. I'm yeah. so glad you called in, Ramona. Thank you. Yeah, Ramona, I am as well. And uh, God bless you. And yes, be assured of our prayers. Lots of people all across the country praying for you and your family right now, certainly uh, for the repose of the soul of your beloved husband. Um, d- d- was that helpful at all to you this morning? Yes, it's. You're right. Um, I just reminding myself that it isn't a time of experiencing a warm, fuzzy feeling of God's love. I have had those experiences in the past. This at this time, just a feeling of numbness and emptiness. But and it was very hard to call in. Um, but I thought it might help someone else. So, and I I do appreciate what Father said. Thank you. Well, thank you. And I can tell you right now that, uh, yes, somebody's listening today who needed to um, hear your story. So thank you uh, for calling in today. Father Dave, we hear uh, Ramona talking about the numbness and the emptiness. Mm -hmm. Can you make the point for us that that, that, that's okay? (laughs) I think sometimes we get these feelings and emotions we don't want, and we want to push them away. We don't think they're okay. But uh, totally expected, isn't it? It is, and and I almost never do anything to to take them away. I think they're they're kind of part of the way that God designed us. Look, I mean, if you love someone and they're suddenly gone, that hurts. Uh, and uh, you know, that's going back to what Nancy said earlier. You know, we're not statues. We we have emotions. We have a heart that can break, and a breaking heart is sad. It's hard. Uh, you know, I, I, I think this idea of solidarity is, is a very, you know, uniquely Catholic thing in that we talk about the communion of saints. You know, at Mass, we believe that, you know, all the saints are praying with us there uh, because our Lord is offering himself to our Father. When, I'm, when I find out that I'm doing a funeral in a week or two, um, and I learn as much as I can about the deceased— I will often ask for that person's intercession. I'll say, um, Uncle Bob, we have your funeral coming up. You know, 
please ask uh, our Father in Heaven to give me some ideas to say on your behalf. How can I, how can I present your life to the Lord in a beautiful way? So just like we can pray to the saints for different uh, intercessions that we might need, I pray to the deceased person as well. And, you know, God willing, that person is in heaven and can help out. So I would say to Ramona as well that you can call upon your deceased husband for intercession as well. This person is on your side and, and is interceding, you know, with God in heaven on your on your behalf, Ramon, and is on your side. As as he was on your side in life, he is on your side in death as well. Yeah. Ramona, God bless you. Thanks again for calling in. We uh, we do appreciate that so much. Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director talking today about receiving the love of God. What's been your experience of knowing the truth of God's love for you? We'd love to hear your story. And I'm going to tell you, somebody needs to hear your story today. So we invite you to call in. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll get to some more phone calls. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director. Father Dave, a priest in the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, pastor of St. Bruno Catholic Church, that located in Whittier, California. And uh, Father Dave's latest book, Luke 10, Leadership, How to Succeed in Parish Ministry. It's a book on parish leadership, and it's published by Ave Maria Press, talking today about receiving God's love. And uh, we'll get to some more phone calls. And uh, But let me mention also uh, Advent. Gosh, uh, Father that I mentioned it earlier, starts uh, next Sunday. We're in the last week of Ordinary Time. And uh, we have a simple way for you to grow in your faith uh, this Advent season. We invite you to sign up for Father Rocky's Advent Inspirations. Uh, these are short daily audio reflections uh, designed to help you delve into the beauty of the Advent season. The reflections will be emailed to you each morning throughout Advent. They will help you start the day uh, maybe with a smile and certainly give you something to ponder throughout the day and you can sign up for father rocky's advent inspirations on the website relevantradio.com slash advent you can also click on the banner on the relevant radio app father dave heaney our spiritual director and uh, got an email into the program actually last week and i thought it kind of ties into what we're talking about today and basically our emailers wondering about god's plan in his life admits um, that his life right now is a bit of a roller coaster some days he says i feel like yes god has a 
planned for me, and I'm blessed with so much, but other days I find myself doubting and questioning a lot, just wondering where is God in in, in all of this? And he says, uh, the one issue in my life I'm struggling with is just trying to figure out what God's plan is for me. I'm praying all the time, he says, asking him to show me his will for me in, in some form or another, and also just praying for wisdom and knowledge of why certain things are the way they are in my life. And he says, I'm still waiting. Uh, good to know that he's waiting with Advent coming up. But I wonder sometimes, Father Dave, talking about receiving God's love, wondering what God's plan is, like our emailer, maybe questions here and in, in there, is, is understanding the plan God has for us rooted in our understanding, acceptance, and knowledge of the reality of God's love for us? Yes, and that's kind of an indicator to know just how is it that God has plans for us. You know, he's not an employment director. Um, You know, it's not so much that we, you know, say, God, show me whether I should be a plumber or not, or whether I should live in Cincinnati or Columbus. Um, You know, God's plan for your life is really going to be, again, the way it was revealed through the words and deeds of our Lord. It's not so much whether you are going to be a plumber or not, but how you are going to be a plumber. Are you going to be a plumber who's honest, who has integrity, who does a full day's work for fair wages, uh, who, is, uh, who is kind? You know, it's how you do these, how you are a lawyer, how you are a plumber, how you live in Columbus or Cincinnati is, is God's plan for you. Uh, so I, sometimes we get a little bit too much into the weeds where, you know, should I go to the store now or later, Lord? Um, that's that's the kind of level of detail that really is not what we understand by God's plan. God's plan is really more how you live your life, uh, depending. And, you know, now the different vocations that you have, we can say that um, God has perhaps already placed in you certain personality preferences. Do you like to live? Do you like to work alone? Do you like to work in teams? Do you like to work outdoors or indoors? Those are all kinds of uh uh, preferences that are based that are already kind of placed in our personality that we we come into the world and maybe some of our early experiences that shaped us you can pay attention to those those are the way those are ways that you can uh, understand what to do by paying attention to kind of all those personal preferences that are already within you but the main way that God has a plan for you is how you are going to be a person in those various uh, various vocations. So obviously I don't know a lot about your situation. It was, you know, kind of a generalized email. So this is kind of a general response. God's plan is generally how you live your life uh, and why. Uh, But all of the kind of the more practical issues of, you know, what job or where you're going to live, those you can really look to yourself for those. What kind of what kind of personal personality preferences do you already have within yourself? And that will that I think will help guide you. Yeah. To our emailer, thanks for the email. Hope that proved to be helpful to you. Father Dave Heaney, our spiritual director, if you're just joining us on The Inner Life today, talking about receiving God's love. And, Sir, uh, and good morning, Father. I want to share that um, when I feel God's love, uh, most times it's either during the Mass or right after the Mass, uh, right after confession, and most times, right after visiting the Blessed Sacrament, mm. I just wanted to share that. And if I 
if I may add one last thing to the lady that called in that feels just very devastated and doesn't feel that love of God, I just want to share with her the life of, of the saints who are people just like us that went through experiences just like us. And uh, yeah. one of the words I, I'll never forget was um, when the Blessed Mother appeared to the dying St. Bernadette, the Blessed Mother told her, I cannot promise you happiness in this life, but in the next. It's something I just wanted to share with her. But uh, yes, those are the moments of that love of God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph. And yeah, Father Dave, the sacraments. Gosh, uh, he's right well, there. You with know, us, that, isn't he? Uh, Joseph's call really could have come from myself. I would I was I was thinking myself, like, when do I feel that my you know, when do I feel God's love the most? And like Joseph said, I feel it the strongest right after mass because I have a deep appreciation of what happens at mass and both the words and the very actions of Jesus are just so inspirational. So it is time for me, just like Joseph said, that, you know, right after Mass or confession, right after the sacraments, which are designed to be special, um, visible, physical events that we we see and we do and we act in. They really involve our human um, behavior and nature. That's why they're visible signs of, of Christ's love. So I agree with Joseph. I have the exact same experience. My the time when I feel the, the, the love of God the most is usually right after that Mass. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And I go, yes, I will do that because yeah. of what I have just uh, what I have just seen. And his comments about uh, you know Mary's uh, comments to uh, Bernadette are, are very very beautiful um, as well. And I and I hope that uh, Ramona. Is continuing to listen and heard those and find those consoling as well. Yeah. Joseph, thank you. Father Dave Heaney, our spiritual director. Margo, listening in Pontiac, Illinois. You're up next, and thanks for the call. Good to have you on the Inner Life today. Uh, well, thank you, Chuck Knapp. I love your show. And hi, mm. Father. Um, I, I went through depression uh, where it was, everything was very dark. This was over 25 years ago. And, um, and it lasted right five years. It was classic mon- uh, manic depression. And one of the things the Psalms helped me through, but Isaiah helped me through a lot too. And so I wanted to share this verse from Isaiah 50, verse 10, that really just did it for me. It says, Who among you fears the Lord heeds his servant's voice? And the answer is, Whoever walked in darkness without any light, yet trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon their God. Well, for me, I just had to just trust those words and even just say, I, I love you, Lord. I know you love me, even if I couldn't feel a thing, <laughs> because it was it was devastating. And I learned um, when God did heal me, it was like, all those wonderful feelings came back. But when I went through it, you know, it's it's very, very tough. <laughs> Boy, it certainly is, Margo. Thank you for calling. You know, depression is just one of the hardest uh, sufferings to endure. It's not visible to others. You know, people don't see bleeding. They don't see blood. There's no broken bones. 
but it's an interior suffering that uh, is, you know, kind of silent, that uh, not that visible, and yet very, very difficult. And very often that image of the darkness, of walking in darkness, uh, is what people who experience depression will talk about. And yet, you know, Margot, you persevered. You, you know, and that beautiful verse from Isaiah has kept you going, that even though there are times of darkness, uh, you, you know, you kept going and you find consolation in the scriptures and especially in that passage from Isaiah. So you are a living witness of endurance, of perseverance, of staying faithful in, in good times and in bad. I'm so glad you called in. Thank you. Yeah, I am as well. And Marco, I'm just curious in your in your battle with uh, the, the depression. Was there a point? Part of me wonders uh, what prompted you to pick up scripture, and what prompted you to uh, pick that verse from Isaiah. And uh, when did that really begin to touch your heart so deeply? Well, it was like uh, the depression thing happened, like I said, over 25 years ago, and I'd always been into Scripture, and um, I'm not sure what. I I guess the Lord just led me there, because I was searching through uh, um, the Psalms, and I found friendship in the Psalms. You know, I wasn't lonely anymore, because I knew some of the Psalms were saying, Lord, when are you going to pay attention to me? (laughs) You know, it's like, and then then Isaiah, too. I love Isaiah. You know, I've, I've been a Scripture kind of person for a long time. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like the Lord just sort of led me there. I mean, I was like searching, searching, searching through Scripture, <laughs> and that was one of my favorite ones. It really helped me, and it helped me really to be thanking God, even if it was just words. Even if I felt nothing, I kept saying the words, "Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you for loving me," even though I felt nothing. <laughs> Well, and uh, thank you, Margo, and that's such a good point, Father Dave. We talk about Scripture. We talk about the Word of God. God is speaking to us. These are His words. And in Margo's case, obviously, that particular Scripture from Isaiah was uh, in so many ways meant for her. But what what a source for us in in receiving God's love. I mean, it's a treasure. Uh, Most people go to the New Testament. Uh, Rarely do people go to the Old Testament, but if they do, Isaiah is certainly the perfect place to go. And we're going to hear a lot more from Isaiah coming into Advent because Isaiah has all these beautiful passages that speak about the coming of the of the Savior. So it's a it's it's a topical right now as we come into Advent. But yes, uh, you know. St. Augustine had that famous experience where he was simply inspired to open the book and read, to take the book and read, and that started the change in his life, and it can certainly make the change in yours. There's a tremendous treasure there. Don't let it sit on the, on the shelf. Take it out and uh, find the treasures that are there. Yeah. Uh, You know, Father Dave, I know, I'm sure our listeners know there's that scripture that just speaks to the depths of your heart. And you know, it's the Lord speaking to you, calling you, challenging you and and really leading you uh, into a life that's uh, that's full of uh, great, uh, great love and great joy. So sorry we couldn't get to all of our phone calls today. Running out of time. Father Dave Heaney is our spiritual director. Father Dave, as you know, we like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love that you give us in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. Help us to enjoy it for ourselves and to pass it on to others as well. We ask your fullest blessing on all of our listeners. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Amen. Father Dave Heaney, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life today. Love having you on the program. Great to hear your voice again. Thanks to Father Dave. Thanks to all of you for taking a bit of time in your day to join us here on The Inner Life. We really, really do appreciate that. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass at the top of the hour. Don't forget 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. We are back tomorrow. Hope to see you then.